Hello out there. We're on the air. Welcome back. Welcome back to the 88 Sats radio channel. Welcome to the daily Bitcoin journey. Actionable and logical discussion for Bitcoiners and future Bitcoiners. This one's focused towards both. It is Monday morning. It is in the heart of winter of December. A little bit dark, but I think in, in 10 days from now, we're heading back towards spring. So that's good news. Had uh, <laughs> had our buddies out here for the weekend. We had our friends Christmas out, out here at the lake. And uh, so head's a little bit fuzzy today. I'm sure I'm missing something. Looks like we're on YouTube, though. I'm not sure about Rumble. Uh, but Friday, somebody said that Rumble wasn't working, but I did see that it worked on there. So, and good morning, everybody else listening live and to the recorded version. Let's start with the mempool. What do we got? What do we have today? We are currently at block height 820713. If you're transacting on the Bitcoin layer one, you're going to be paying about 50 sats per V-byte, which is down significantly from last week. I think one day last week, people were paying about 350 sats per V-byte. I think that was then the, the ordinals days. So it's good to see fees are down. People expecting it to continue dropping as we get closer to the Christmas. Uh, just for you know the logical reason of there's not a whole lot of people that are going to be moving Bitcoin around on Christmas Day. You would expect most people to <laughs> be hanging around with their family. Uh, but you never know. Whenever you're expecting things to happen, it never works out that way. So let's take this off. Let's get to our metrics for today. What's well, bright? A little bit too bright almost. Okay, share. We're also going to try a, a video today because I effed up the one on Friday. So we're going we're gonna to have some redemption today. Okay. As mentioned, the block height 820709 sats uh, per V-byte are about 50 right now for transacting on the layer one network. Price today is down. Looked like there was a flash crash uh, during the middle of the night. Dropped down to 42,218 US dollars. This day last year, you could have got one Bitcoin for 17,000 US dollars. And four years ago, December the 11th, 2019, you could have purchased one Bitcoin for $7,226. One US dollar will get you 2,300 sats in Canada here. The price is 57,306 Canadian dollars. And if you got a loony kicking around, <clears throat> you can get 1,746 sats. And if you have a toonie, the coin with the polar bear on it, you can get yourself about 3,500 sats. Hell of a deal. So let's get off of here. Let's get to the video. We're going to try this again. For anybody who was here on Friday or watched later, uh, we had a bit of a technical issue, some would say. I didn't know how to turn on the volume for the video. <laughs> so, hey, we're learning, we're learning. I did figure out that we have to share the, the entire screen, not just the window. So let's test this out. You guys will have to let me know fast if this is working or not. 
It should. So I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to play this, and then we're going to talk about it. It's a couple minutes long, uh, but you'll enjoy it. On the having, on the having, um, I just, I'm a little bit tired, so don't uh, mistake my monotone voice for lack of excitement. Um, but I just don't think people are truly appreciating how bullish of a setup we are in right now. Um, we are trading at forty-four thousand uh, dollars. In 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 rates are up, rates are high for recently. I mean, not compared to like the eighties, but interest rates are high. We're in a high interest rate environment, um, but Bitcoin is is trading near all-time highs. There's very few days where we were above this level. You know, maybe a month or two months. Um, macro environment, inflation's ripping, but people are pretending inflation's not ripping. People think gold's at an all-time high while we drink their milkshake, and gold is just trading lower and lower in terms of Bitcoin value. Um, Having's April twentieth. Uh, I was listening to Bloomberg today. Supposedly, the Fed tea leaves people think the Fed will pivot in March. And we have a bunch of ETFs about to get approved. And once the ETFs get approved, there's a 45-day window before you can start trading them where all of the promoters are allowed to start talking about it. So like Larry Fink, Kathy Wood, all these people, Barry, uh, they, they, they have, have not been allowed to talk about it. They've been, they've been relatively limited on what they can talk about. And as soon as those approvals happen, like CNBC, everything is just going to be a constant Bitcoin chill fest. It's going to be like Bitcoin's the best, but also like buy my ETF. My ETF's the best of all the ETFs. So all of this shit is coming together in a point in Bitcoin cycle where we're usually dealing. Oh, and then hash rate is just fucking going crazy to the upside. Like if you look at the hash rate chart and you look two years ago where everyone was freaking out about the Chinese mining ban, it looks like a fucking blip in the radar. Meanwhile, like we're in a point in the Bitcoin cycles historically, where like right now we'd start to hear the Bitcoin mining, mining spiral death FUD, right? Like, oh, like all oh, the miners aren't going to be profitable. Bitcoin's going to die. Like everything's going to be shit. Like this setup is like you couldn't write a more bullish setup than what we're living in right now. And to add to all of this, I think this particular having is going to shock a lot of people because we've had Bitcoin launched in. 2009, 50 Bitcoin per block, 2012, I believe, maybe late 2011, 2012, cut down to 25, 2016, down to 12.5, 2020, down to 6.25. I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot, but I think like the cut from 6.25 to 3.125 per block, like I think people recognizing that there's only 3.125 Bitcoin being distributed to the market every block is going to have, be a psychological trigger that really induces FOMO. Like 6.25, it's like, yeah, it's a good amount of Bitcoin, but like 3.125, it's like, oh, that's not that many. And then you think about the having after that, it's like, oh, that's going to go to what? One point. God, I can't even do the math. Let me do. I just want to be clear here. I don't know if I misspoke because I'm tired, but I see BTC Pins comment uh, in the live chat. By the way, freaks, you can join us in the Nostra live chat at rhr.tv slash stream. Um, the the, the having is not like a locked in date. If hash rate continues to increase at a, at a fast pace, uh, we will most likely have the having before April 20th. 
So we might be even closer to where the Fed pivots, or maybe the Fed never pivots, or maybe the Fed pivots tomorrow. I don't know how the fucking shit works. Uh, I don't think anyone really does. They just make a decision. Yeah. So we have 3.125, and then after that, it gets down to 1.5625. And I think 3.125 is a small enough number where people are like, oh, crap, this Bitcoin is not easy to get. Yeah, the scarcity starts. I mean, people, I don't really appreciate scarcity. This is, they're, they're about to get a massive, the suits are about to get a massive lesson in scarcity. Um, and just to be like, it doesn't even matter if the Fed pivots. That's the point. The crazy part is that we're trading at $44,000 leading up to a halving while the Fed has been tightening and money is, is, is not cheap. Fucking crazy. Yeah. First of all, wow. Second part of that is that while it's kind of fresh on people's mind here, I want to, I want to say something about the having, because I still think that most people, people who do know about the having, I think that the majority of those people also think that people's Bitcoin get cut in half. That's what happens in the having. I've heard a few people tell this story, but they're hearing from their friends, family, wait till after the having to buy Bitcoin because it's get it gets cut in half. So people think that <laughs> here the Bitcoin that you have gets cut in half, not the new supply coming on to the into Bitcoin gets cut in half. So that's a big part of it for one. Um, but I, I just kind of want to break things down a little bit because you know Odell's a pretty pretty intelligent guy. Same with Marty, both these guys. Um, but I don't really think that people really appreciate uh, a few of these things that they're talking about. So he said, interest rates are high and they are. I mean, if you look at the chart here, you can kind of see where we're sitting right now. Oh, so as most people know, as most people have been feeling, interest rates have been just screaming since uh, early 2022. And what does this mean for Bitcoin? For one, when rates are higher, um, usually it would mean that people f- look at that as a safe place to park cash for a while. So say rates are 4%, 5%, 6%. That's a pretty good return on money for people who are holding a liquid amount of savings. They usually put it into like a GIC, some sort of fixed income, uh, investment. But we can see, even though rates are high right now, people are putting their money into Bitcoin. And if you look back at 2020 there, 2021, when rates were very low, it made sense that people were getting into Bitcoin because if you had money in a savings account, you were hardly getting any sort of interest. So the fact that interest rates are high and people are still choosing to put their money into Bitcoin is a very positive sign. And the second part on the flip side of that is the real estate aspect of it. So we know that in the next couple of years, people are going to start getting hammered with these rate increases because there's usually a, a big lag between rate hikes and people feeling it. Just how the mortgage rates, the mortgage terms are, the majority of people haven't really felt these interest rates yet. But what does that mean for investors? It means that if you're somebody who holds a bunch of real estate, whether that's Airbnbs or investment properties, your rates are going to start going up. And I'm sure people in real estate are starting to think about that. I had a rental house in the city that I used to live in and I, and I sold it in 2021, I believe 
just not not that I force foresaw the rate hike coming. I just felt like we we're we we're heading into a very tough time for people, and that usually spills into the real estate market. So, with the rates being high, people I think are going to start selling off their real estate because they won't be able to cover their rents uh, and and be in the blocks. So they're going to start dumping some of the real estate, the Airbnbs, the rental houses, because rates are so high, it doesn't really make sense. So that money is also going to flow into Bitcoin, I believe. So that's the rate aspect of it. Inflation, we don't need to talk about at all. We know what's been happening. I'm sure anybody watching this has felt the inflation. Uh, but in terms of what that means for Bitcoin, it means that people see are going to start looking to different places to store their cash if it's losing value so frequently. So let's look at the gold here. Oh, I got to change the screen again. So I thought I had this figured out. And then on Friday, the volume wasn't working. So I kind of had to change how I do this setup here. So anyways, this is the gold. I hope you can see it. The top line there is the price of Bitcoin. The bottom is gold. So gold, I mean, on a, on a bigger scale, it looks like it's hardly moved at all. And since January 1st, 2023, Bitcoin has returned 164%, while gold to USD has returned 10%. So even though we've seen gold, you know, get up to 2000, one point last week, it got up to 2100, but then it shot right back down. So even though it looks like Bitcoin or gold has been kind of going up slowly, if you look at it compared to Bitcoin, it's not even close. And so I think that a lot of people within gold are having a hard time <laughs> accepting that. But that's one aspect of it. So we got real estate, we got gold. And the next part is the hash rate. And for people who are hearing hash rate, I don't want, when I used to hear hash rate, my brain would just turn off. Um, and I don't, I don't think that you should think that way because the, the thing to keep in mind about hash rate, is basically just the computing power securing the network. So the higher the hash rate, the more people who are contributing to the Bitcoin network, which is obviously a good thing. Uh, so let's look at the hash rate here. And Odell kind of mentioned it, the blip on the radar there. You can see that right here. This is one China banned mining. So I mean, for the first 10 years here, eight years, um, it's basically a flat line. And then all of a sudden, 2018, 2019, it started going up. And this is where the China ban came in. So it was on a nice trajectory. China banned mining and it dropped. Half of the Bitcoin miners shut off because uh, like it was banned in China. And then since then, it's just, it's just went nuts. And like I said, don't don't overthink the hash rate part of this. This means that every single so hash rate to me is basically just the computing power that's securing the Bitcoin network. So every miner, every mining company, every mining pool, the higher those numbers are, that's how the hash rate goes up. And I think that the hash rate is the most important aspect of Bitcoin because that means that miners believe that it's more valuable to to mine bitcoin long term than just buy it right so there's these companies that have been buying bitcoin miners 
Uh, there's people investing in these mining companies, so they're able to ramp up their operations. And the higher the hash rate, the more secure the network is. And this is a very good indication for Bitcoin, is the hash rate. And something that Odell missed, well, I didn't, and he obviously didn't miss it. He knows this, but he forgot to include this in there, is that the lowest supply of Bitcoin right now in the last seven years. So we've had 45 months of diminishing supply of Bitcoin. So all of these things put together is just incredible to me how we're, we have this very small, and then he mentioned things like the Fed could pivot. So they might start, in, they might start cutting rates again which would, as we talked about, inherently shoot up the price of Bitcoin. Because if, if rates are lowing, then it's, it's not as, uh, it's less incentive to park your cash in a GIC or in a fixed asset. Um, but also the 2024 election is coming up. And, you know, I'm not going to speculate here, but it looks like we might have a change in, in uh, leadership. And the last time that happened, the rates dropped significantly. The interest rate chart there in 2020 was basically flat. Um, and we can probably expect that to be the same. If, if there's a change in, in leadership in the U.S., I would expect that rates will just drop significantly. And then there's ETFs. And, you know, we don't know if rates are going to go down. We don't know for sure if the ETFs are going to be approved. All that aside, I don't think that it really even matters at this point. With the halving coming up, as Marty said, every 10 minutes right now, Bitcoin miners are getting 6.25 Bitcoin plus the fees. In April, in about 135 days from now, that gets chopped in half. So the hash rate's going up. There's all these miners being plugged into the network. And that amount is going to get cut in half. And we've looked at it a couple of times, the block subsidy and the fees, they're adding up to about seven or eight Bitcoin every 10 minutes right now. That's how many new Bitcoin are coming onto the market. And in April, 2024, that's going to be about four. So <laughs> the new supply is getting cut in half. The Bitcoin is leaving the exchanges. The available Bitcoin is leaving the exchanges. All of these big institutions are trying to get into it. They're trying to buy as much as they possibly can. But what happens? Where's the Bitcoin coming from? And the last part here that I wanted to talk about. Yes. Great point. That's the moral of the story. Saving every F and sat. The, the last part I wanted to talk about here is we, we've talked about the supply, the, the miners, the available Bitcoin is 45 straight months of diminishing supply. But I think people are underestimating the demand for Bitcoin. You know, we talk about how early we are right now, and we are. But there's never been an asset that I could think of that has had global demand for it. The US dollar, yes, would be the closest to that because, you know, even countries like Cuba, Venezuela, they have their own currency, but they still use the US dollar quite a bit. But the demand for Bitcoin, I believe, is very underestimated right now because this is a global asset that every person on earth is going to be able to use. That's over 5 billion people. And if you compare that to, say, the Canadian dollar, how many people use the Canadian dollar out of that 5 billion? 
think about how many people could invest in real estate here out of that 5 billion people. Or gold. Not everybody has $2,000 that they can go out and purchase an ounce of gold. So that takes out a significant part of the market. Whereas Bitcoin, and with real estate too, you can't, most people don't just have a million dollars kicking around that they can go out and invest in a few different houses to rent out. But with Bitcoin, not only is it global, but you can fractionalize it. So if you don't have 2000 bucks to go buy a gold coin, or if you don't have a million bucks to go buy a couple investment properties, you can spend $100 or $50 or $10 and go buy some of this asset. So yes, the supply is going down, but we haven't even scratched the surface on the demand for Bitcoin yet. The amount of people holding one Bitcoin is less than a million people, I think, out of 5 billion. So the moral of this story, as I'm sure you could tell, the question today is, do you have enough Bitcoin? And unless you're Michael Saylor or unless you're the, the government of El Salvador, the answer is probably no. So use this. It's December the 11th today. Most people are anticipating an ETF approval early January. I'm not going to speculate. I don't think it really matters, honestly. I do think that that'll kind of end the retail ability to get into Bitcoin because there's just going to be so much institutional money flowing in. But so that's about a month. Sell some stuff. Get on these apps that pay you free sats. I mentioned Club Bitcoin last week where you can download an app, play solitaire and earn free sats. You know, a thousand sats doesn't seem like much right now because you look at it compared to the dollar. It's like 20 cents or whatever it is. But as we move along here, as we go through a couple more cycles, you have no idea how much a thousand sats is going to be worth with the supply going down, the demand shooting up. And I just don't think we're ever going to have this chance again to be able to get sats at this price. So do whatever you need to do over this next month or two before the halving. Because I think that once this little window ends, it's going to be very tough to get to say one Bitcoin. So get as many sats as you can with your money, selling stuff, earning sats for free. Uh, just get creative with it. Get onto Noster, start. You could put your services out there. Say, you know, I do bookkeeping, I do graphic design, whatever it is that you do. There's a huge market out there that's willing to pay you in Bitcoin. You just have to find it. So take this time, get as many sats as you possibly can, because we're never going to have this opportunity again in our lifetime and anybody's lifetime. I That's my opinion. Take it or leave it, as, as always on here. Um, but yeah, to say I'm bullish would be the understatement of the year. So let's let's leave it there today. We, we kept her under uh, 25 minutes. Last week, uh, last week we did the Q&A. And so I want to give a shout out to the five or six people who did send in questions. We've had a couple more roll in since then. So every Thursday morning, we're going to be doing Q&A, live Q&A. So in the chat, you can uh, stop by Thursday morning, or you can send in a question to 88sats at proton.me and I'll kind of prepare for it, get them ready, and we'll get those answered every Thursday morning. So that is for anybody listening now or later can send in questions that you got. And uh, 
And the other part is bull Bitcoin. I've been helping a couple of people get onto bull Bitcoin. And I don't mention it probably enough on here, especially if you're in Canada, but you have the ability to buy Bitcoin with cash at the post office without anybody knowing that you bought it. I don't think there's any other countries who are offering that service right now. So if you're in Canada and you're not taking advantage of this, I think you're silly. So I'm going to put my referral code in the description here. You can use that to sign up for an account. You get 20 bucks worth of free Bitcoin just for using that link. So consider that. What was the last thing I wanted to mention here? It's hard to do things live. Um. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. So I hope you have a great Monday, a great start to the week. And hopefully you're getting some uh, Christmas shopping done. There's only 14 days left, two weeks till Christmas. So if you're like me, somebody who likes to procrastinate a little bit, uh, time to kick her into, hey, get your family some sats this, this Christmas too. That might not be a bad idea. Get down to bull Bitcoin, get yourself a couple sats. And uh, give your friends and family. Actually, you could use one of these too. Might not have time to get them now, but Open Dime. You can get these from Cold Card too. You just load some Bitcoin on here, give them this, and then they can figure out how to access that Bitcoin. So that is it. I did have something else to say, but it must not be that relevant. So I appreciate you watching. I appreciate uh, everybody who's been liking, sharing, subscribing to the channel. Uh, we're going to keep growing this thing because we want to get the best information in front of people so they don't have to worry about seeing uh, all the shitcoin stuff. So have a great Monday. We'll see you first thing here tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.